Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Petro and welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, you know, I, I have to tell you, I'm having a really fascinating, uh, fascinating week. And for a lot of reasons, one of them, well, of course, I get to hang out with Mr. Benny. Benny, like a super full week of hanging out with you. Yeah, it's been jam-packed like a, yeah. an espresso shot of Pat. Right? <laughs> Can't get any Thank better. You. Doesn't get any better. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I got to tell you, I broke out into a few tears last night. Uh-oh. Yes, I did. Now, my buddies returned from the big Vegas tournament. Oh, right, 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 right. And, of course, I was scheduled to go, but I filled out the application online incorrectly. <gasps> oh, no. I did. Can you call anybody? And- uh, well, it's already You're done. Pat. You got power. It's already, it's already done. No, oh. you don't. When it comes to competition in tournaments, the guy said to me, and this is why. You're I'm a state so, champion, though. I'm so, I'm so eager to talk to Michael all today right, right. because here's the deal. The, the guy said to me, he said, did you check your bank account to see if the money got deducted? Cool. And I said, uh, no. He said, well, that's how you're going to know. Right. And I said, well. Okay, so all my buddies came back, and I watched them vicariously on the live streaming. And my gosh, Howard in the over 80 category, oh, him and his doubles partner almost got into the quarterfinals, and his doubles partner won. All right. Right. Crushing it. Crushing it. But here's the thing. I wasn't meant to go. For whatever reason, I wasn't meant to go. I was meant to stay right here and do what I did while I was here. And sometimes that is a hard lesson. It's a hard lesson to take. And that's why we've got Michael Goddard Goddard joining me here today. He is the author of a bunch of books, but this particular book, In Search of Lost Lives, Desire, uh, Sankara's, The Evolution of Mind and Soul, And all of the above, we're going to talk about today. But most importantly, the thing that I know about this, when you're Michael and you're 11 years old and you, uh, what, start to search for the truth about death and how to attain everlasting bliss, something somehow has tapped you on the shoulder and off you go and you start to create your life. You know, whether it's writing this book, whether it's creating a film, whether it is writing other books about bliss, most important thing today is whether or not we actually believe, Benny, that all of the pieces 
whether or not I go to the tournament or not is part of my spiritual journey. And the minute that I think it's not, the minute that I think that it's my will, right? That's when in my life, I've always gotten into a boatload of trouble. Today, I wake up and I have emails from friends of mine. I have, I can't even begin to tell you what is in the emails. But the point is, they said to me, Pat, what are you doing about the state of affairs right now? Why don't you have a channel that can air what's going on in the political arena that has to do with sharing information? I don't have an answer for them today. But just so you know, I have already picked out the channel name. I did it five years ago. But the point is, is it mine to do? I don't know. That's why today we're going to be talking about spiritual revolution. That's why Michael's joining us here today. Do you believe that we are in the middle of a spiritual revolution causing a spiritually profound evolution? Michael, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Pat. It's great to be on your show again. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I appreciate it. And you know, I, talking with you. Yeah. I want to I want to start with you for a minute because I I think that I think about the emails and the text messages and everything that I've gotten here in a 24 hour period mm-hmm. from people that I didn't even think I knew, and I, I'm th- I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about this thing with the table tennis thing. I'm really clear today that that application that I filled out online, that I know I filled it out correctly, but I was not meant to go there. I want to ask you, whether it's 11-year-old, in my case, six years old, my mom commits suicide, and I hear Jesus talking to me in the Catholic boarding school about my mom being with him. And I want to ask you this question. In the midst of our lives today, can we truly, truly have a spiritual revolution that is creating a magnanimous spiritual evolution? Can Is it possible? Oh, yes. I mean, anything is possible, I believe, any time. And by... Um Spiritual revolution, the way, there are various ways to define it, but the way I like to define it uh, would be that most people are pretty much leading lives where their mind is in complete control. You're really acting at the behest of your mind. Now, the, the mind is a vast continuum, Pat, but for purposes of discussion, I, I talk about your lower mind and your yeah. higher mind. And also there's your habitual mind, you know, the mind that shows up for work every day, the mind that helps you take out the garbage when you're supposed to. But most people are enthralled uh, to the lower mind, which is pretty much ruled by the physical senses. I mean, why would somebody just want to sit for hours in front of the TV eating bags of potato chips rather than doing something that really contributes to their well-being? and that may be what they're meant to do at that lifetime, and it could be a learning experience. But pretty much most people are being pulled every which way by their negative tendencies of anger, greed, ego, and they don't really have any control or consciousness over what they're doing. 
So by spiritual revolution, I mean a profound reinterpretation, rein- yeah. reorientation, there we go, from being involved by the senses and the mind's negative expressions to the empowerment and predominance of the higher mind, so that from being lost in the world, you're now on a clear path of spiritual advancement. So what I most got out of my book and what it shows and why there's so many lives is it shows an ongoing spiritual revolution from really being disconnected from, you know, my higher power at the higher source to being mm-hmm. red hot seeking, this is what I want. I want to exist in all-encompassing love. And so, you know, outer revolutions really can start in one person. I mean, look at, look at Gandhi. But, uh, you know, what, what he did. But, I, but what I encourage people to do is really to always look within and to do what's true for them. I mean, for you right now, it may be starting this new channel. It may not be. But the thing is, you know, to come from within, ideally from your higher self. And you know, I, I love that I get to be challenged by the people that know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what the irony of this is, Michael, and Benny will tell you this. I never in a million years saw myself in the world the way other people see me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, for whatever reason, I really am Patty from the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. Better known as Ping Pong Patty on some days. And I think Benny gave, came up with a different name yesterday. And I don't see myself as this. And so last night, as I was speaking with someone, they said to me, pretty much very direct, and I want to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. They pretty much said to me, almost in these words, but with a couple of other cuss words, you better get on it. You know, time you, is up for how you think you see yourself. You better get on it. And is, I'm what, telling you, I don't know what that meant. Exactly. <laughs> well, if they're not going to define what getting on it means. I mean, is it getting on some bandwagon or a project? Yeah, or, I, I think or getting what they're on, saying on first is, base if you're playing baseball. Um, exactly. They, what I think they're saying is do more. Now, I know that in my meditation every day, when I sit down and I say to God, I say, what is mine to do today for the past five years, Michael? I've heard one thing, the word more, do more. And we are doing more. But the thing I want to ask you about is in all of your studying and all of your searching and all of the past life, the amazing work you're doing, I love, love, love what you say. My mom used to say this, Michael, and I'd love for you to share it. My mom used to say, honey, the buck stops right there with you. The buck Mm -hmm. stops there. Starts right inside you. You got to get it done. Is this where we have to do this spiritual revolution, evolution? Yeah, I really feel that it, it, it all starts from within. And that means taking responsibility for your own spiritual advancement. I mean, mm. a lot of people, I mean, some people just think by showing up in some temple or church, they're covered. You know, mm. uh, they're going to go to heaven. That'll be forever. You know, that's fine. That may be perfect for this lifetime. But I think life becomes just the most tremendously tantalizing adventure when you begin to take 
responsibility for your life, and you can accept, you can hear other pe- other people's input, you can accept it for what it is. It doesn't mean you have to follow it. It doesn't mean you have to kowtow to it. Mm. Part of spiritual development is is kind of creating your own litmus test of what is true. I mean, it's always important to ask questions, but one of the main ones is, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? And that's how actually a lot of the great writers have ever written books. So what you always want to find is, is it true for me now? Yeah. So I love that every day, you know, you, you ask that question. Yeah. You get more. Now, you may need more specifics, which might come from your intuition or, or whatever. But people have all the tools they need right now for leading the best life possible. And people can draw back uh, from just their lower natures, from lashing out at people, hurting people. One, one of the things I'm covered in my, uh, I had no idea I was going to write about so many lives. I thought maybe the last mm-hmm. four and that would be it. Yeah. But I covered 88 past lives in the book In Search of Lost Lives. Yeah. And that actually includes 17 animal lives. And the animal lives occurred when I committed a really hurtful action that ended up depriving me of my next incarnation as a human. So that was very instructive for me, and it would be for people because uh, there were a couple lives when I did some really pretty horrible things. But then there were other lives when I was just being a very strict disciplinarian, depriving mm-hmm. my child of something. And that was enough to tip the balance, and I lost my human life next time. So everything we do has consequences, and that's another reason why it's always best to act most kindly and most lovingly as possible. People can lose it, and in today's climate, it's really easy to lose it and get angry and upset. so does that help? Okay. Yeah, and I, I, one of the things I want to ask you about, too, mm-hmm. is, um, and I want to talk about this story when we come back from break. Um, I went back and I, I was starting to read the book again, and I, I was really drawn by a, cu- a couple of stories that I actually don't remember reading the first time around. Oh. And, uh, and, and as I started to read it, I started to think, you know, for myself, well, this is an interesting story. Why did I find this story? Mm-hmm. You know, why did I find this story? And the story that I'm referring to is that of the Hungarian teacher where confidence took me. I want to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Michael about the spiritual evolution, revolution, and how it is brewing inside of each and every one of us. And in the end, Michael, just so you know, what I got very clear about this morning, my vision, my mission, and what I feel I've been called to do is keep doing what we do here, bringing positive, uplifting talk radio through my show and all of the shows of the host, providing people with real solutions so that they can create their own spiritual evolution. Let's take a short break, Mr. Benny. When we come back, more with Michael. We've got lots to talk about. We're taking your calls as well. Would you like to take the spiritual evolution journey with us today? But maybe you don't know how to begin. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
I've been climbing my way through the sky Searching for answers that I'll never find Losing my breath as I fall Learning to fly that ain't good Are you looking to grow spiritually? Expand your consciousness? Increase psychic abilities? Well, there's a free app for that. Pure Light offers audios that transmit high spiritual frequencies to help you awaken to your full potential. Hundreds of audios created by some of the world's top energy healers, and many are free. Enjoy the latest in conscious technology and download Pure Light today. To find out more, visit purelightaudio.com. Take your own journey with the angels with Claire Candy Hoff's Heaven Sent Guided Angel Meditation CD. Letting go of concerns and living in the now. This beautiful CD walks listeners through practical exercises to help free them from the burdens, worries, and concerns of daily life. Walking a quarter of the way across the bridge, you see a bright emerald green light and sense a loving presence. This is Archangel Raphael's green healing energies, nourishing and revitalizing you. Take a moment now to bathe in this green healing light. Giving you much more than just relaxation and stress release, this wonderfully narrated CD provides vivid visualization, soothing and inspiring music, and an angel's choir that will bring you peace, clarity, and a newfound awareness. Visit angelhealinghouse.com today. Darcy Pariso is your connection to spirit, energy, and healing. You can meet Darcy in person at upcoming events throughout Seattle. Do you have questions about your animal companions, yourself, or do you desire to communicate with loved ones on the other side? Darcy will connect you and get answers. Darcy can also work with energy healing to help you and your animal companions feel more balanced and recharged. Visit DarcyPariso.com events. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Welcome back. Michael Goddard is joining me here today. And I just want to tell you that we have so many things we're talking about today. You know, if you haven't heard us talk about his book, In Search of Lost Lives, we're talking about that. But I'm also talking about another one of his books, which is Spiritual Revolution. It's a seeker's guide. 
And so I'm kind of combining both here today and then talking about this also because we're talking about, you know, a, a Hollywood spiritual film. We're talking about what he has done to give us options to choose in the world. And when we think about these spiritual teachings and when we think about our life's path, you, you know, do we believe that we actually have a choice? Do we believe that there is a place for each of us to choose, am I going to go down the yellow brick road or am I going to take something else? Um, Michael, before we kind of go, go ahead here, um, what's the best website uh, for people to find out about you? Just your last name, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's just my last name. It's Goddard, spelled God, G-O-D, and Dart, spelled D for dog, A-R-T for Tom. Think of a dart uh, coming from God. I love darts. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And we have copies of the book to give away today, Benny. So let's go ahead and give a copy of the book away right now. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. In my thinking for today's show, I have combined both. Clearly the topic for today that I wanted to speak with you about was spiritual revolution. I think it's important to talk about it at least from my perspective today and what I'm looking at in the world and really asking myself a lot of questions. But I cannot do that without at least looking at past lives and how they show up and what they call us to do. And before the break, I was asking you about this one particular past life uh, that you, you wrote about in, in the book In Search of Lost Lives. And, and that is this Hungarian teacher, right? Right. Uh, 1593 to 57 BCE. Uh, and then it, the, the little subtitle says, where confidence took me. I don't know why I was drawn to this, but this is a powerful story. I would love to talk with you about this past life and what this past life means in the world today. Yes. Uh, and actually this, this is a life, um, that kind of surprised me a little bit, although when I got into it, I saw the uh, through line to my current life, because this is what I call a notable life. These are lives that are kind of larger than life, that really have an impact, a continuing impact on you. And we'll see the lesson I learned uh, and how that became so important. But one thing that was so unusual about this life is that I was born uh, in a settlement of, of just 50 uh, you know, like in 1593 BCE in the country that's currently Bosnia. And I was born into a settlement which my father owned. All the people really were uh, beholding to them. They weren't free people. And my great-grandfather had founded the, the, the settlement. So I was being raised to take over. You know, it was my little fiefdom. Um, but I turned out, uh, you know, as he brought me tutors, uh, because he wanted me to, to do some learning, which the other people didn't get, that just really kind of pricked my, my desire to be a teacher. And as I got older and older and closer to having to uh, be a ruler, it was just my whole spirit was rebelling against it. Uh, the last thing I wanted was to rule over these people. But what was actually driving this desire, which I had no idea of at the time, 
uh, that was an aversion, which mm. is the opposite of desire, or it's a different mode of desire. And I really would have made a good uh, and just tribal ru- ruler and owner of that little fiefdom. But I'd had a long, long ago another notable life as a ruler of a country on the second planet on which I lived, called Vizine. And there I started a war that was actually unnecessary, but I just wanted, you know, it was really a fairly peaceful uh, planet, but I just sort of wanted to show up the other countries and I wanted to forestall any other attacks. So I started an unnecessary uh, war, and I was the sole leader. And as a result of that war, over 260,000 men, women, and children died. Mm. So that, uh, after that life, um, I went to what some people would call um, hell. I went to a, into a state of re-education and went through indescribable suffering. So um, the last thing, that pretty much wiped me clean of ever wanting to rule over people again. However, that was a notable life, and I have to share with you. You know, I remained uh, interested uh, in politics, but really uh, I stopped being an activist when I came on my spiritual path when I was 20. But I continue to be very fascinated by foreign affairs. And when anything's happening on the world stage, I instantly picture myself, you know, what if I were the ruler and I was benevolent and Mm. really interested in people? So I still kind of fantasize about it. And that's the holdover from that notable life as a ruler. Anyway, to get back to that Hungarian teacher life, I announced that um, <clears throat> I wanted to be a teacher to my parents, and it was like, um, and not be ruler, and, and they just, they didn't understand, they didn't get it, and it was quite a negative reaction. It was out of the question in my family. Um, and looking back at many of my lives, I was very, uh, I, I was typically a good son and did what I was supposed to, but uh, one morning before dawn, I had packed a little kit, and uh, I took off without telling them. And I just kept mm. walking and walking and walking. And I ended up in what is now the country, Hungary, in a settlement. Uh, I think I remember it was about 700. It was much larger. And so I started my life uh, as a teacher there. And it was a very challenging environment because there were several rulers of that settlement who mm-hmm. would demand uh, taxation. They would take things from you. But... Eventually, I, I, I prospered. And in that life, uh, one of the main lessons of that life is uh, somebody relied on me as a friend. I, I made a number of friends. And uh, he wanted to go and, um, and take... He, he, people believed in idols in those days. Yeah. And he wanted to take his carved figures uh, to a market some 35 miles away, um, and sell them, but he wasn't sure it was safe. Uh, but he needed more money for his family. And I thought what he needed was confidence, which is uh-huh. what I had. So I told him, you know, it, it, I felt it could be dangerous, but I told him there was nothing to worry about. And, you know, and I helped him hash out all the different considerations, and he left, and he went with his collection of figures, which were ironically carved images of the god of good fortune which was our favorite god, was the three gods most of us worship. 
But then he didn't return uh, after four days, and uh, our ruler for defense went out looking for him with some armed men, and they found he'd been murdered and his idols taken. Well, you know, that was a really heavy experience for me, and what I learned wow. from that was the compulsion to always tell the truth, no matter what. Mm. And, and that has stayed with me through all these lives. Um, and so from then on, I mean, I used to kind of sugarcoat my students, you know, if they're doing well, I was maybe afraid of losing my, my pupils. But yeah. when a father came to me, wanted to know how his son was doing, I no longer um, sugarcoated it. I kindly told him exactly what the truth was and what we could do to improve the situation if we needed to. So I want to ask life. you, I want to yeah. ask you, because what you're talking about here is exactly what I was uh, alluding to uh, earlier. And, oh. and that is, you and I were kind of joking a little bit about the fact that we were both activists, right? Right. right. You know, 1968, 1970, whatever it is, you know, women's rights, all of the above, equal rights, all of the above. And you know, the fact that I'm I'm not marching down on Atlantic City at the, the Miss America pageant and burning my bra doesn't mean that I don't have the same passion and purpose and value system. Mm -hmm. And so the question really is, as we enter into, you know, and embark on our own personal spiritual revolution, which then I believe does lead to a spiritual evolution, what is it about our own inner truth-telling that we must care for as so precious? Let's take a short break when we come back. You know, are we in search? Are we in search to find that real truth of who we are? Have we forgotten it? Or are we actually afraid of it? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge, on the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information. Relationships are bridges. Truly, they are bridges. Think about it. We're all here for our journey. And relationships help us fulfill ourselves, find ourselves, and get to the highest potential. So as you need, as you fulfill your dreams, you also give people space to fulfill their dreams. So remember integrity, respectfulness, and nice deep love and soft touch is essential for every, every relationship. So what are we not going to do? We are not going to possess, we are not going to be overly attached and be a tag on, and we will not uh, unnecessarily get involved or control others. Because when we do so, we lose ourselves, we lose our path. So let us live with love, respect, 
and some beautiful dignity. Are you ready to make deep, lasting, transformative changes? Then tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio for Susanna Jameson's hit show, Love Light Sound Radio. During her show, Susanna inspires and supports spiritually and health-conscious individuals all over the world to reconnect with their hearts, their inner peace, and balance. Love Light Sound Radio. Transformation happens here now. For more information, visit SusannaJameson.com. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. If you haven't been practicing active listening or not getting into some bad habits, it's a good idea to go back to the basics and remind yourself how to be a good listener. Here's an idea that might help. When your child comes to you with a story about her day, set aside whatever you're doing and give her your full attention. If you're in the middle of something that can't be put aside, tell her that you really want to be able to give her story your full attention and ask if you could continue the conversation at a specific time. So for example, this sounds like an important story and I'd really like to give it my full attention. Can we talk about it in 10 minutes when supper's in the oven? Active listening might sound like common sense, but often it's these simple skills that get buried in our parenting pack and easily forgotten or overlooked. Challenge yourself to practice this skill for a full week and see if you notice a difference in how much your child is sharing. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. I don't feel the sun's coming out today. Staying in, it's gonna find another way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Uh, Michael Goddard is joining us here today. And of course, you can go to Michael's website, which is his name, Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-T. If you go there, you're going to find everything that we're talking about and then some today. Uh, We also want to give another copy of the book away, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, in search of lost lives. And, you know, today I wanted to talk with you about, uh, uh, of course, uh, spiritual revolution, but also in the context of our past lives, you know, they, they whether or not they're guiding us to come full circle on the truth of who we are. You and I were talking during the break And the reason that I'm getting as many calls and emails and pings to do something is because people know me from like back, back in the day, as Benny says, like back Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, my revolution today is through this medium we've created called positive talk. It's about storytelling. It's about bringing the conversations to the table so people people can make educated and informed decisions about their lives. And yet at the same time, the question really is, are we still in search of the truth for who we are? And is this a chicken and egg question, Michael? Do we have to find our truth to embark on the spiritual revolution, evolution, or do we embark on the spiritual spiritual revolution to find our truth. <laughs> it is a bit of a chicken and an egg thing. It is and, a little chicken egg thing. Yeah, and I I think it's, you know, I think it's fabulous that you are doing what you're doing, you know, Positive Talk Transformation Radio. 
that's probably how you were serving people best. But you asked, are we actually in search of who we are? And I think the answer for most people is no, because they're completely sidelined and sidetracked by all the noise going on. I mean, Mm -hmm. the atmosphere is getting more and more raucous. People apparently are calling on you to drop what you're doing and take an active political role, and however they think you should uh, take the (laughs) role. But it always comes back to knowing who you are. In the book, I very much stress from a young age, I I always wanted to know who I was. When I came across again uh, the Greek injunction, know thyself, that made a great impression on me. Of course, it also brought me back to the past life when I was a Greek philosopher, uh, and that was very predominant in my, my thinking. You know, I, th- I think we can create our own spiritual revolution by focusing on recovering who we are. See, I, I feel we are spiritual beings have a human experience, and most people forget that uh, they are spiritual beings, and, and they get caught up in all kinds of different human experiences. And so it's just we're on treadwells, and we go from life to life to life. So I, I always like to encourage people to, to do your best to become clear on what your goals are, what, what you want to discover in, in different periods. So, um, you, so to answer your question, to find out who you are, you, you really want to embark on a spiritual path, and, and it's, it's best always to, to fine-tune your intuition. Whatever it means doing, if, if you're meditating, praying, you, you want to develop an awareness to know what is right for you at that time. So does that uh, help uh, to some degree? I, I, yeah, and you know, part of this, too, is really taking a look at for ourselves you know, what this comes to mean, what the world comes to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I think I'm acutely aware of today is that burying my head in the sand is not the answer, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, there's a level of uh, of information I think that's important to who I am as a spiritual being, right? There's a level right. of information. And, you know, the question really is, when we take a look at um, our lives, and, as you point out also in, in the book, Spiritual Revolution, you know, this is a time where we look at our lives in the context of other people. You know, what's our report card? Yes. And one of the things, Spiritual Revolution is a short book which provides all the principles Mm -hmm. of spirituality, 52 principles. And that's actually an ideal book for realizing and, and furthering your own spiritual foundation. You can go through the book principle by principle, to some of the exercises, but it makes you aware of what really spirituality is, and it it can really kind of turbocharge your your advancement in spirituality. And with that as a foundation, you'll you'll know what is actually appropriate for you from day to day, whether it's going on marches, whether it's going on a retreat, whether it's having a quiet weekend at home, where your people may think you're doing nothing, but you're cultivating your inner space. So, um, so that, that's something that mm-hmm. I think people get a lot out of. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just 
reinforcing their spiritual foundation. We all have it. We're, yeah. we're all souls, but our, yeah. our souls are pretty much covered by, by our minds, uh, which rule the show. Right. I, I think part of the things I, I really am struck by is, uh, and I, I can't remember exactly where this is, Michael, so don't hold mm. me to it, but I remember reading, I think it was in Spiritual Revolution, I remember reading something like, okay, uh, now my words, just bombard, bombard your enemy with positive thoughts. And I, I don't think you say the word bombard, but I, I think maybe you say fight or something like that, fight your enemy. But you, but the, I, that stuck with me that right there yeah. because well, I, 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 yeah I do explain uh, how to yeah. read fame because often we're, we're going to be on this, this constant loop of, of negative thoughts about someone or something. Oh and, yeah, and it's reframing uh, a negative thought so it's, it's positive, and it's a way to kind of release the energy. I, I give information how to do that. I mean, something comes up that really tees you off. And you don't always have a, uh, an opportunity to communicate back lovingly, you know, kindly, so people see what the true situation is. So there are ways to release this, this wheel of negative thinking. And I, I go into that in, in the book, Spiritual Revolution. And that's important because, uh, I mean, we're victims enough of our minds, but for having these constant negative thoughts about something, you're, you're a slave to your thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we all want to be free. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I think that everybody is getting to take a look at, you know, who we are, what we believe and how we show up in the world. Right. And and sometimes I think we do things and we don't understand them. But if they if we're talking about your book in search of lost lives. Right. If we're talking mm -hmm. about this, then we've got to talk about our past lives. And 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 let's have a conversation about that for a minute. You know, sure. I don't know about you, but I have found myself doing some things along the way to becoming me that didn't make any sense to anybody around me, right? Yeah, and, and people will talk about your parents, your siblings, your ancestors, your DNA. But kind of the biggest uh, takeaway, the biggest revelation for me when I started recovering my lives is that my past lives, to a great, great extent, define who I am today. I mean, people come in with different interests and affinities and aversion. I mean, I started, you know, when I was seven years old, I started doing architecture, doing elevations, residential floor plans. Well, what I found out was three lives ago, I was an architect in Baltimore, a mm -hmm. commercial architect, and I always entertained the desire to do residential um, architecture. So that comes directly from that life. Different, you know, unaccountable feelings come from past lives. I mean, if you could really go back and look at your past lives, it would explain so very much. Uh, yeah. It, it would be an eye-opener. And that's part of what I define know thyself. Because we're yeah. really a sum total of what has come before. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly mm -hmm. working out things we set up from before. Mm -hmm. And then let me ask you this question, because I think for me for a really long time, you know, I looked at my my own spiritual journey in this world as beginning at my time of birth and ending at my time of death. I've since made an adjustment. Um, and, and I wanted to ask you about that. Clearly, when I go sit down with my esoteric astrologer and she takes a look at my 12th house, 
She's not talking about this lifetime. She's talking about a cycle of lifetimes, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is true for what you're saying as well, that, you know, you're sharing these stories so we can understand that there are dots that we can connect and the dots that we can connect will paint a different picture than we think sometimes. Right. Yeah, everything, the, the thing that always, always struck me was just how specific everything was. Yeah. I about a, 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 a certain character trait or an aversion. Like I had this unaccountable aversion to Spain. I thought, where did that come from? I thought, well, maybe, I, you know, when I lived in England, uh, it was when, during the Spanish Armada attack. No, I found out absolutely specific things that happened that became imprinted in my consciousness that I carried with me. You know, as it happened, the aversion to Spain happened uh, when I was a, uh, an instructor at Cambridge University in, in life sciences. And one of my best friends was a Jew in hiding. hiding. He wasn't really uh, able to be uh, open about being a Jew. But he was like a best friend, and he would just fill me with all these stories of all the torture going on, uh, mm. the, the really egregious uh, torture and suffering they were putting the Jewish people through. Mm-hmm. And as it happened, the life just prior to that, Pat, I, I was an Orthodox Jew, although I wasn't remotely religious, but I had, that was a very hard life, which ended in suicide. So I still had that kind of Jewish sensitivity from that most recent life. So I developed a total aversion to Spain, and any time somebody would mention traveling to Spain to me, or I would think about it, I would just sort of recoil from it. I think, God, I don't know if I want to go there. Mm-hmm. And once I recovered that information and that experience with this best friend of hearing all these horror stories, the whole aversion dissolved, and I felt great about Spain, and I did this whole tour recently in Spain and just loved it and loved the people. So all these funny different parts of our character that can't normally be explained, it's all cause and effect. Everything is cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Um, today we look out, I also, I've learned something, which is to look in. (laughs) I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Mike, I got to laugh a little bit about this today. Yeah. You know, people, people call me, my friends call me. Actually, I have one of these, uh, what do you call it? High school reunions coming up back in Plainfield, New Jersey. That's right, Benny, Plainfield, New Jersey. And these people are like, what the heck? Because they hadn't heard from me in I don't know how many years. And I send them my information. And of course, what do they do? They Google Google you, right? right. Or they Facebook you because everything's like on Facebook. And th- so the, the, the people that are organizing it said me, are you Pat Basili? And I was like, yeah, I'm Pat, <laughs> the, Pat Basili, Plainfield High School. I say, yeah, yeah. They're in shock uh, because like on my little thing, right? I was out 48 days of my senior year. People were writing things like, yeah, you're going to be able to visit her in jail, right? So they're, they're like, seriously, what happened to you? I don't really have a good answer, Michael. <laughs> well, you I really your- don't know. You found your path, I would say, and you're you're following it beautifully. 
you know, a lot of people go through great transformations after high school. You know, high school is really tough because you're you're not really free. You're you're kind of under the pressure of parents, siblings, and particularly schoolmates, and you're you're just trying to figure things out. Yeah. So as you yeah. become more and more independent, you you come more. You, you claim yeah. your true personhood more as you grow older. Uh, if you're able to break free of all these imposed ideas and expectations on you, so you're you're just I would think the ideal candidate to go back to a high school reunion. Yeah, so you'll be yeah. such a positive example. Yeah, she sent me an email, uh, or so one of them sent me an email. Said last we heard you were like homeless. Well, I was, I was, mm-hmm. uh, right after high school. I was homeless. I came home one day and all my stuff was on the front lawn. And it was like, yeah, get out of here. And, you know, and and I think about your book and I think about past lives. And I think about uh, after reading your book again, I I read all your books, but after reading it again, I I really struck by the question, and maybe you could help all of us with this. What am I here to learn in this lifetime? You know, I mean, clearly there are some things, Michael, I don't want to repeat. Mm-hmm. And I think we all, you know, start to think about when we get a certain age, am I doing it right? Do you know what I mean by that question? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. And, and also, you know, you wonder, why am I in this profession? You know, the, the, the best uh, suggestion I can give, <clears throat> because, you know, the answer is pretty different for a lot of people in one way, but also... There's a universal answer to this. But I just keep coming back. You've got to cultivate the true inner voice that you have. Because if you keep tuning into it, eventually it grows, the voice grows stronger and clearer. And you'll know, you know what it is to learn. Maybe it's to become detached from gambling. Yeah. You know, maybe it's become nonviolent if you're in, a, in an abusive relationship and you're the perpetrator rather than thinking the other person's wrong. It's, it's so, you know, we're here to gain freedom, I, I feel, and, and make spiritual advancement. A universal answer is we're here to learn to be loving and kind. Uh, I just wrote an article uh, called A Key to Reincarnation, of Empathy, Kindness, and Empathy. And oh. I go through four lives and two, two examples of each, two examples where... I acted devoid of empathy where I was definitely not kind, where I lost my human life. Mm. Uh, and then I gave two lives where I was just, in terms of my mental spiritual development, I went way beyond myself in terms of being empathetic and kind. And that really advanced my, my spirituality and my evolution. So those are like four very clear examples. So if people, you know, are... You know, there's nothing wrong with coming back as a raccoon or a deer that can get shot. Uh, but if you want to continue your journey, see, the thing is, a lot of a lot of the main people who write about reincarnation, yeah, you're, you're just you're always the human, and you're having a great time. If you screw up a little bit, it's okay. You'll have a better chance. It's like going to an easy adult education class. Well, I, I don't think life is as easy as that. Uh, right. I, I, I didn't ever see myself fall below an animal state to a bird, but I know I've had millions of lives. I'm I'm absolutely positive I started out as a bush, a plant, and it's been millions of lives. So 
the thing is, if I can impress one thing on listeners, it's to really value your human life and know how precious it is. And, you know, you can knife somebody uh, in a high school fight, and eventually mm-hmm. you'll get over it. Maybe you'll laugh about it at a high school reunion. But if you were really mean and catty to that person, they're never going to get over it. Uh, I mean, the best you can do is, is purely and honestly ask for forgiveness. So as a universal thing to, to find out what we're here to learn, learn to be loving and kind and communicate your truth without making other people wrong. But we all have our individual unique paths. You, you know, yes. uh, you, you, your next your next adventure may be going into space, for all we know. Or, yes, or camping out, or doing research uh, in a rainforest. <laughs> so you you just have to be attuned and aware of what next. You know, always, and I love what you do in the morning with your meditation. You know, I asking have to God, do it. What what next? And I the have thing to, is, I have people to do need it, to clean their own. They need to claim their own path. Mm-hmm. And, and listen to that true inner voice within. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because, uh, oh my gosh, what happened? The hour's over. Uh, I, I know that I must have been a spider in another life because I absolutely love them. I, I cannot kill them. I walk out in the morning. I got these beautiful spider webs outside my door. They're everywhere. Well, well, actually, Pat, you may have been very active in a religion that thought they were holy. Um, until oh. you recover that past life, you won't know. But that's obviously a past life samskara, an impression from the past life. Mm. So yeah. you may have just, uh, you, you may have worshipped spiders in a past life and that carried over. I'll tell you, I'm really pretty fond of them right now. <laughs> I'm right there. I'm just, my my uh, my friends uh, who yeah. own the house, they were like going to clear out the, uh, the, the pipes where the spiders, I'm like, no. No, we can't do that. Michael, thank you so much for today. I've got one last question for you. What's a personal message? What can we say to folks that are reading the headlines, that are reading the news? What might we say today? This too shall pass. (laughs) I feel like a cop-out, but it's it's true. Look Look at the positive silver lining. Look at all the people who've become activated, who are running for office, who really want to change things to make our representatives truly represent the people rather than moneyed interests. So, I mean, if we had had some milk toast uh, in office, none of this would have happened. So this too shall pass, and, and be awake and do what you're called to do. Man, I love it. Thank you so very much uh, for those of you. I'm telling you. And please, everybody, go to Michael's website because this is just one book that we're talking about. Also, the Spiritual Revolution book and, you know, all of the work that he's done on that, the film, everything. It is a must for our time and our personal journeys. We're going to take a short break. More to come on the Dr. Pacho. Michael Goddard, yeah. You write my you you absolutely rock. Thank you. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.